Hello there, residents of Riverdale. Hey, you ever have one of those days where you bring everything you need to where you gotta go, except for like one little thing, but that one little thing is the most important thing? What I'm trying to get at is I just made two trips to Caitlin's place because I forgot the cable that connects this microphone to my computer, and here we are now. So anyway, (laughs) we are finally doing the podcast about... An hour after we thought we were going to do it, we mm-hmm. actually, we could have done this so much later if you forgot the cable back when I was like, oh, come at like 8.30. So in a way, we didn't really lose time. You just, you were like, oh, no, wait, I can do it at 6.15. No, <laughs> wait, 7.30. No, 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 8. By the time I got here, it was basically 8.15. Which was the time you originally told me to show up. I guess that's true. And then I had to go home and get the cable, so... You win some, you lose some. <laughs> I don't know if that applies here. Also, if you hear any scampering in the background, um, that is my dog, Stella. She is our third host. A little quiet, but very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has an Instagram. Yeah, what's her Instagram account? At Stella the Mystery Pup. And that's why our sound quality is probably not as good as it... Because it should be, but she is very cute and therefore worth it in my mind. Stella, stop moving stuff. We got to talk about Riverdale. You like Riverdale. We watched it together, right, Stella? So, of course, joining Stella is me, John, and my co-host, Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin. (laughs) I think John wanted me to introduce myself. This is a long intro today. Well, then let's jump right into it. Sounds good. Riverdale, chapter four. The, the last picture show. Oh, I I was going to be like the river's edge, and then I realized that was a pilot episode. That was episode one, so. I was going to say that with such confidence, too. It's written by a guy named Michael Grassi, who like, is also not like Grassi. Wait, he, oh my god, he did write on Degrassi The Next Generation. I was just about to make a Degrassi joke, but then I realized I didn't have to. Because he did write a little bit on Degrassi, or he produced Degrassi. He Degrassi's my favorite show. I wrote, want to clarify this. He wrote Degrassi Takes Manhattan, the 2010 TV movie. That was a great one. He wrote for Lost Girl, which is a very Canadian show. I've, I've never seen that, but she's like a like a one of those demons or something, or like um. She's a succubus. Succubus, yeah, like Jennifer and Jennifer's Body. Oh my god, my favorite so. movie. She uh, wrote 28 episodes of Degrassi: The Next Generation. I feel like you're saying between, that weird. between 2009 Degrassi. and 2013. Degrassi. I say Degrassi. It's probably wrong, but I like it. It's Canadian, so like I don't know. Everything's wrong. Degrassi is <laughs> my favorite show. Then nope, Stella, you are not. He was a story story. editor on a show that's no lie called Shit's Creek. Yeah, it's funny because it's with a ch, so they can say it. I saw mm-hmm. it on Netflix yesterday, and I was like, oh, I can watch that. And then wrote, also wrote on Supergirl before coming over to Riverdale, which makes sense, because Greg Berlanti just kind of picked writers from in-house, yeah. didn't he? God, what doesn't Greg Berlanti do? Like, what doesn't he write Half-hour comedies. Okay, fine. But, Touché. like, you gotta start on Dawson's Creek, so. Stella, this is my book. You're licking my book. <laughs> okay, guys, I am sorry. This is not supposed to be a pet-friendly hour. But it is. Okay, guys. I swear to God, if you saw the dog, you would forgive our sound problems. Here's a fun fact. I'm allergic to dogs. Really? And I feel like... And cats. And I feel like like they all know it. 
and seem to love me more because of it. Yeah, Stella loves John. She pees every time he's here. Yeah. I mostly I mostly refer to the cats that seem to purposely rub up against me all the time. Stella just wants to, like, lick my face. It's very cute. All night. All night. Which like, would get in the way of this. Yes, so, it would. We're going to start at the beginning, because that makes sense. <laughs> Chuck heads voiceover. What was that? I thought we were going to start in a different order, but that's yeah, fine. No, we craziness, right? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> so Jughead's voiceover says that it has been a week since Jason's body showed up. So, clearly, these full seasons will not cover full years of high school, which means by the time these characters graduate, KJ Appa is going to be... 40? No, he'll probably still be in his 20s, because he's 19 now. <laughs> which is so weird to me that they actually hired a, a relatively young person to play a young person um and jughead mentions that uh the place where he works i didn't know he had a job but he has a job right uh, i was like when did they discuss that looking at the drive-in is closing uh he also has a line where he calls betty our favorite hitchcock blonde which i don't know if i'd be offended if i were betty but i love it like as a viewer blonde yeah i love it as a viewer uh, I mean, it means she's kind of crazy, right? Like, that is sort of what he's implying. Yeah, yeah. But he's our favorite crazy. She's our favorite crazy. Yes, she is. Here's what's interesting is that this is where, like, it's almost like those episodes of Scrubs where JD would bump into someone and then they'd start narrating the episode because now Betty kind of takes over the narration. I like She's that. writing in her diary. Uh, she's already figured out Archie and Grundy for the most part. With a little bit of information Dilton Doily came to them, she's like she's like very suspicious that uh, Archie and Miss Grundy were at the river together on that day. Yeah, she uh, jumped to that conclusion very quickly. I mean, yeah, it's a suspicion, but like she's kind of already figured it out. Yeah, wasting no time. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that Betty's diary wasn't just her like staring off into the distance and like drawing circles like with one hand because she's like. Clearly dissociative. It's just crazy. the word Polly over and right, over exactly. again. I am Polly. Is there a real Polly? Oh, I can't wait until they just reveal that Polly is like Betty's other personality. Uh, also, Miss Grundy plays at some town benefit. Which, right? Like, is there, that what's going on there's there? There's another town Here's benefit. what I'm thinking, though. It's like, wow, they got a musical act that isn't Josie at one of these. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I thought she it's, had this on lock. Her mom is the mayor. Jeez. It's just some boring cello music. Wait, is Sorry, Josie, no like, <laughs> is Josie actually talented, or is she just getting all these jobs because her mom's the mayor? Well, I feel like she is actually talented, but it doesn't, ha- it doesn't hurt that her mom is, like, the beautiful, cool mayor. Some cachet there. Yeah. God, imagine a beautiful, cool mayor. Oh, my God, right? Or president. Oh, man, imagine... A beautiful... Co- Wait, we had one for eight years. Mm, we did. Oh, boy. Oh, There's probably some TV show where there's like a beautiful, cool president. Isn't it called Scandal? She's not the president. Oh. I mean, the actual president is hot. Terrible, but hot. But actually, they, they could have had a hot president if uh, Bellamy Young's character won the election. But I don't think that's how it played out. Anyway. Fred Andrews is a... Big fan of Geraldine Oh my Rundy. god, be more subtle. Oh, real quick. <laughs> be more subtle, and kinda, like He's like, hey, Miss Grundy, since you're helping out my son so much, let's all get dinner today, together. Archie's like, no, that's not a good idea. He's like, shit, shit, you're definitely not hiding anything from me. 
This is going to be nice. I'm going to get to know the teacher who's doing your independent studies. I have to say, I think that is weird because... I would never feel comfortable with a parent taking one of my teachers out to dinner, no matter how much we've been having sex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just rubbed me the wrong way because it really did seem like Fred was not like hitting on her in like a creepy way, but like... Very clearly, like, trying to get to know her and, yeah. like, be interested. And mm-hmm. it's very weird. It didn't feel genuine. Well, what does feel genuine is that he takes her to, you know, the best restaurant in town, Pop's, Pop's Chocolate Shop. <laughs> <laughs> the only restaurant in town. I was reading the pilot, and apparently Pop was supposed to be, like, very Greek, which is how all my diners back home. Like, we had Jewish diners and right. Greek diners. But he's a black man. <laughs> and he's, like, well, he in the script, he was supposed to have, like, a heavy Greek accent. I was, like, oh, that's, like, a little thing but like uh-huh. now he's just like american yeah this is a guy just a dude i'm sure the food's still good even though i'm sure the food is literally all they can get right <laughs> no spinach pie though just saying that shit's good so jughead is at the table with veronica and betty and kevin uh he's just freaking out about losing the drive-in like that is that is his whole life is this drive-in that like i've he never heard of before here. Yeah, so all this time he was spending at the chalk lit shop. Uh, Why he, <laughs> you don't need to add the the break? Just they call it the chocolate the break. shop. They no, 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 no. The break. They call it the chocolate shop in the show. You're the one who reads it and sees the apost- the, con- the apostrophe, it's and you're like chalk lit shop. This uh, chalk was <laughs> lit. Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing it my way. We can just call it pops if that makes it easier. Please, that's what they do in the show. Anyway, I thought that that Jughead like lived at Pops, uh, in the brooding. Well, darkness. I thought he lived in a house. I thought he was the rich kid that I knew him as. I, Turns out he has nothing. I also thought that, but only because you told me that, and I was confused because I thought he had a real crown though for a while. So that's why I assumed he was really rich. So apparently he has nothing. How do you get the computer? I mean, how does he afford school and all that? I mean, you can have a computer and still be poor. Like, I feel like that's like yeah, but like a new MacBook. Well, that's for the show, I guess. Veronica uh, argues against the drive-in, which makes sense. She's from New York, a city with theater and and movie, movie theaters, theaters that are so expensive. But the do you think they're the kinds where you have to reserve your seat beforehand? I like those. I hate those. Really? Yeah. Why do you like... You gotta earn your seat, man. You gotta show up early. That's stupid. No, That's... it's not. I would rather be able to get a good seat by showing up early for my show than having some guy who, like, happened to buy their tickets exactly when they went on sale and then wait to the last second to maybe show up for the movie. And I don't think anyone like maybe should like. There, do you think there's like a all the of- time? I went to a showing of La La Land over at the um, the ArcLight, and there were a ton of empty seats. Well, I mean that's possible because they, they didn't sell those tickets. No, they sold those seats. That's weird. Because <laughs> when I picked my seat, I couldn't get those. What was the last movie I saw in theaters? I think it was Rings, and I liked it very much. The Lego Batman movie. That also looked good. It was. So, an anonymous an anonymous buyer is buying the uh, the drive-in, and uh, they're trying to figure out what kind of movie they should do as their send-off. I think Jughead starts with American Graffiti, which I've never seen. Me neither. I've never seen it. I feel um, like. But is it Ron Howard movie? Is it Betty who recommends Rebel Without a Cause? She would. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's like, I don't know, like this other movie that's really old that like no real teenager has ever seen. You've never seen Rebel Without I've Cause? never seen it, okay? I know I should. I probably would really like it. I've seen other old movies like that. I just haven't seen that one. It's like the first movie that actually like identified teenage angst in a time when the term teenager wasn't actually in popular language. Like, that wasn't a thing yet. See, I was watching Gossip Girl like normal people. <laughs> I, you went to film school, Caitlin. I'm, I'm kidding. I are you Are you serious right that. now? <laughs> no, I mean I was watching Gossip Girl, but that was when I was a teenager. I respect it. I like know the basic premise. I just haven't seen it. I've seen Breakfast of Tiffany's and like other movies around that time. I'm not totally basic, John. Stop looking at me like that. Rebel Without a Cause is in my top three favorite James Dean movies. Watch it. What are your other? Three. Well, he only made three. Wait, Caitlin. really? <laughs> then he died. <laughs> Why are you laughing so maniacally at that? It's so disturbing. He only made three movies. He's only in three movies. Did you know that? Rebel Without a Cause, East of Eden, and Giant. Oh, East of Eden. Okay, cool, cool. Also, did you know that him and Marilyn Monroe never knew each other? Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Well, a lot of like paintings are done of them together, like her on the back because the they're icons circle. of their era. Right, but like they're not in the same era, so it's really weird. Yeah. It's just strange. Mm-hmm. East of Eden isn't interesting. That's a John Steinbeck novel. Look at me being Veronica Lodgy right now. By the way, how many uh, literary references did she make in this episode? Uh, actually, I don't have as many quotes as I did for last episode. She said some things. I love her. <laughs> but I, I think I'm Team Betty. Just... Just as we're wow, okay, yeah, Team Veronica, okay, like most normal people. Anyway, am I right? Uh, We'll take a poll. So Cheryl's out of the diner with her basic friends. So apparently they are Team Cheryl friends. So the basics are her friends. Yeah, they're fickle creatures. Who are these bitches? Like, right? Exactly, they're bitches, and they're very fickle. She, by the way, Cheryl's just casually spiking their drinks. (laughs) She just like, like mid conversation, boop. Is that not how you did high school? I'm confused. Uh, No. Weirdly, I didn't have Late Nights at the Diner for most of high school. Oh, I I uh, had diners. Spiking our... Yeah, tons of diners from Jersey down to Capital of the World. Uh... No, that's really? factually accurate, yes. Okay. I'm New Jersey saying. is the diner capital of the world. I'm from Long Island, which is like your cousin in terms of... Yeah, I know. Long Island's like the part of New York that the rest of New York City is like, you can... You're basically in New Jersey. You stay over there. Ouch. That's harsh. But you're from New Jersey, so I can't be that offended. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go on. We know, wait, weird thing. If you ever go traveling internationally, you want to know what an American-themed restaurant looks like? Oh, It's I- a diner. I went to one in uh, the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. and it was bad. <laughs> when I was in London, they had a Jamie Oliver's American Diner, which is like a two-story, huge place right by Piccadilly Circus. And like this flies in the face of everything I know about diners right now. But isn't he? Isn't he British? Yeah, that's very weird. When I was in Wales, because I went there to check out this like Doctor Who experience thing, I went into a diner that they use in the show. That's just painted. Top to bottom in American flags. That sounds wonderful. It, oh man, what not even mean? our country has that much pride. <laughs> and those those were the good days. <laughs> that sounds like two years ago. Anyway, so Cheryl's also casually insulting Hermione for working at Pops. 
Yeah, Cheryl's just, like, really throwing around shade for no reason. Like, very strange. Here, I have this written down. Cheryl is very mean to Hermione. Like, she grabs her arm. Yeah, it's very mean. And tells her to ensure that all the cash gets to the register where it belongs. And Veronica, like, tries to step in to save her mom, and then Hermione just... Cheryl, I, I went to school with your mother. She didn't know the difference between having money or class either. Love it. Love so, it. So, clearly, put-downs runs in the family. So, I guess the Blossoms are rich, huh? Or, like, rich for Riverdale rich? Did you see their house? Was it nice? I don't know. All, like, all houses on these suburban teenage shows are really nice. There's a marked difference between Betty and Archie's homes and Cheryl's house. I don't know. Yeah. Cheryl was living in a mansion. Okay, fine. So they're Riverdale rich. Yes. But like one, like a closet where Veronica used to live would probably cost as much as like a mansion in Riverdale. So it's kind of hard to tell. Right. Uh, oh, wrote down Pops is the only restaurant in town. That's me noticing that that's when, you know, Fred, Archie, and Miss Grundy all show up while everyone else is also at Pops Diner. Which would be so awkward even if they weren't having sex. Like, oh, my dad made me hang out with my teacher. And now all my friends are here, and they can see it. <laughs> oh, thank God she's hot, though, right? Thank God. Uh, so Betty comes over and asks to speak to Archie outside. About homework? She's she's like going off, and Jughead's like, no, 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 no. Oh, dang. <laughs> Betty tells Archie that she knows Grunny was at the river and asks if they were together. Instead of Archie saying, no, or yes, he says the worst thing a guy can say, which is, <laughs> did Jughead tell you that? <laughs> He's already looking for someone to blame. Uh, really, the only person he should be blaming is himself. Archie, what an interesting, fascinating guy he is. Here's what I've come down to. What, the conclusion I've reached is that Betty is not the girl next door. Archie is the girl next door. Oh, I love it. He is the girl next door. Yeah. So he's just a poorly written female character. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like a sexy lamp. <laughs> Such a sexy lamp. You can replace him with a sexy lamp and the story is unchanged. Oh my god, we have to make that video. <laughs> that would be so you replace Archie funny. with a sexy lamp. <laughs> Someone needs to Photoshop that image. <laughs> Anyone on Twitter, please send us that. Please. Like a Beauty and the Beast style sexy lamp. Mm-hmm. I love it. Inside, Veronica asks if uh, they're talking to her and Jughead's like, please ignore it. And she's Veronica. She, does she won't. No. Uh, and she just kind of leaves. And Kevin's just like, do you remember life before she showed up? Because I honestly can't remember it. She was always there, Kevin. Just mm. waiting in the wings. I mean, yeah. Especially since life in the pilot doesn't really go very far until she shows up. No. Archie's just about to write those songs. Those world-changing songs. But I like how Veronica walks out literally just in time to find out about Archie and Miss Grundy. Perfect timing. So now the will. info is out for everyone, which is good for drama. <laughs> it's all about drama. Or as a certain character from, from uh, Happy Endings used to call it, drama! Oh my god, I fucking love that show. It was so good. Such a good show. Such a good show. Definitely one of my favorite shows. Absolutely. Oh, and then like when they're, they're like trying to brainstorm what to do, they're pretty much having all the conversations we've heard for the past couple episodes, and then fucking Alice shows up. Yeah, she's just terrible for the sake of being terrible, I think. Here's my here's my notes. Alice shows up, is the worst, and takes Betty away. That's really, in a nutshell. Did you notice Be- Betty does. didn't have a bag? I noticed this. I was like, why? where's her purse? Like, she went to the diner, where's her purse? 
That is something I wouldn't notice. I'm just saying. It's something that you notice if, if you're a woman. Yeah. We yeah. Know. We wow. can no, move on. No, hold was... on. No, we need, to, <laughs> we need to spend an hour breaking that down. Where was Betty's first? I, I think that makes her the killer. I'm just saying. Well, where are they coming from? What were they doing earlier that day? Murdering They weren't someone? all at the benefit, and clearly it was a weekend. Digging up a body. Ooh. Drama. So I shouldn't have a purse. Her purse is with Jason's body. So Betty goes home and searches up Geraldine Grundy on Sleuthster. If you're going to fake your is, name, or are you going to pick Geraldine Grundy? Which is the Google of the show. Is it the website page? Sleuthster. Yeah. So what we've learned recently about clearing names is that you can't use the real Google unless you're going to you know, pay them for it. And so it's much cheaper to make up your own. Uh, you can't use a name that is used, um, what is it, like l- less than three times? Yeah. Because then it does belong to people who might come after you. But if there's more than three of it or a ton of it, then you can get away with it. But a lot of shows will just, from the start, just try to make up something new every single time. Which is hard. Really mm-hmm. hard. So Ooh. some have really good ones. Uh, some have bad ones. Supernatural is searchthewebnet That's not bad. It's straight to the point. Yeah. Sleuther is very on Sleuthster? point. Sleuthster? I kind of like... Sleuthster. Is that what it is? Sleuthster. It's hard to spell. But no, I'm, it's like a sleuth. And then a stir. Yeah. Like S-T-E-R. S-T-E-R, yeah. Okay, See? fine. You I just spelled it. Yeah. Chocolate. Go on. Having a lot of problems with the spelling on this show. You're really overreacting to every element of it. I am. So Cheryl uh, is watching Hermione when they're about to leave the shop. Pops. Uh, and she's mid-meeting with some guy out behind Pops. A guy in a leather jacket, which in Riverdale means bad news. Yeah, I didn't really understand why Cheryl took a picture. I mean, it's kind of explained later, but I was like, oh, he just seems like he's shady because... Yeah, uh, Cheryl's, what, she's uh, typecasting? Yeah, really immediately. Mm -mm. Not okay, Cheryl. It's almost like she's a bad person. Almost. Almost, Stella. Aw, Stella. Sorry, guys, I know you can't see the dog, but the dog's really cute. So... (laughs) She's very cute. <laughs> Jughead, I hope they're all on Instagram right now. Be like, oh, no, we get it. Yeah, there we go. she's really cute. So Jughead is passing out uh, drive-in flyers Try around school. He's trying to get everyone to come out to the last to the last show at the drive-in, maybe save the drive-in. Which doesn't really uh, track, but go on. Well, he really likes that drive-in. Uh, <laughs> so Archie comes up to Jughead. He's like, yo, why didn't you give me a warning about betting all that? <laughs> and which, of course, Jake is like, hey, fuck you. How about that? Uh, Betty wants to protect you. You know, because, like, she's a fan and your friend and family. And, and also, I have bigger shit to worry about. What is the deal with you and Grundy? Yeah, my home is being taken away from me. I'm being evicted, basically. And the only way, this whole episode, the only way Archie can describe what he wants with Grundy is that he wants to, quote unquote, be with. <laughs> Miss Grundy. Ew. But like, Ew. what the fuck does that mean? It means continue to sleep with. What does she offer him besides sex with an adult? That's what she offers him. What as far mean? as relationships go, what else does she offer? There's she nothing. Need to offer there's anything. no deeper surface in there. It's an oh god. It's that's Archie. What she offers him. It's not cute. But Archie, baby. There's a lot of a lot of great men out there, you know, for the girl next door. 
just want to... Literally, the sexy lamp... The sexy lamp knows no nothing else. Uh, the sexy lamp is easily manipulated. Very upset with you, Archie. He's just a child. So, Betty, quote-unquote, interviews... Uh, Miss Grundy. My favorite scene of the episode. Miss Grundy is very cagey throughout this whole thing. Oh, like, yeah. Where are you before? Places. Can you name the places? Oh, yes, of course. Generic. Brand name. <laughs> Generic name. There's definitely eight of these in the United States. Uh, it's like Eastview. Um, what is it? Like, like... Townsville. Uh, <laughs> Townsville? Smallville. There uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we go. There we go. Uh... <laughs> She uh, she also mentions that she's given other independent studies. Name some extremely fascinating sounding, very Asian yes, name, and I'm oh like, tell me God. more about him. But Betty's more like Jason Blossom. You said Jason Blossom, and then she tries to go in for like the. She also slept with Jason Blossom, killed mm-hmm. by me, like pretty cute, right? Which, Which Betty, like, what the fuck, Betty? Come. On. I mean, she does love redheads. But I don't think she's going to be like, oh, yeah, that is definitely my Yes, oh, my God. And also, here's what his penis looks like. Like, oh, my God. She's not going to admit to that. And she doesn't. She's like, I don't think about my students that way. You liar. I, like, actually screamed at my TV for that. I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) I know it's like KJ Appa is, like, a particular breed. But Mm -hmm. she thinks about her students that way. Uh, Let's see. Cheryl confronts Veronica about uh, Hermione and the um, South Side Serpent. I just want to remind Cheryl that Veronica was the one who, like, cried. She, like, I mean, Cheryl was the one who, like, cried in Veronica's lap. Yeah, Veronica came to help her. Yeah, so her fuck the... you, bitch. <laughs> Here's my thing. They keep saying this town was, like, super idyllic, and then Jason <laughs> Blossom changed them, but there's a biker gang in town. Yeah, there's biker gang. Causing routine no, no, no. problems. They only say on the south side of Riverdale, which is the shady side. Of, like, a town with, like, 2,000 people, there's, like, a there's an element, a seedy element so, I don't know, man. I feel like you can't be an idyllic town without, like, a, a gross underbelly, like, a few blocks away. Yeah. Like, that's how you know you're idyllic. What state is this town supposed to be in? If I had to guess, Seattle, like, Seattle's Well, that's state. because of filming location. Right. I would think, like, somewhere Pacific Northwest, though. Mm, I guess. So, Veronica uh, asks Hermione about... The picture and the meeting with the serpent fellow and uh, Hello. Hermione says that she was catching up with an old friend because you know she's from Riverdale. Just a lot of people. Some ended up in the South Side Serpents. Totally fine. He made a lewd comment. She put him in his place. Done deal. I'm Hermione Lodge. I can do anything. Yes, she can. She uh, can. And she assures Veronica that she's not in trouble. Then we cut to uh, Jughead having an argument with the mayor. Uh, she calls the drive-in a blight. What? A blight. I don't totally disagree with. Well, yeah, because the serpents frequent... That's not Stella, that's a different dog. Different dog. The serpents frequent the drive-in so much that it's just not a conducive film-watching environment at all. So they're just, like, being rowdy and annoying and obnoxious. All the time. Which, you know, downside, not fun to watch... Old films there. Upside, 
the Serpents support local business. Yeah. And have a deep appreciation for classic film. Yeah. So. So fuck you, Riverdale. That's kind of. It's kind of nice. It as is far as nice. biker gangs go. Exactly. What biker games are just like chilling, like ready to watch some like one of the three James Dean movies that he made before he died, which a fact I learned today. You know, that's some that's some classy bikers. Yeah. Uh Jughead's very vehemently arguing for his value. Now, keep in mind I wrote this note before I knew how the episode end, I wrote it's like his home. Oh. <laughs> he was like apparently he has a little sister. Which I did not know off the top of my head. Did she die? They don't tell us. Because, like, she has to be only a couple of years younger than him. So, like, where is she? That's a great question, Caitlin. She's dead. Jason Blossom wow. killed her. Jesus. Theories. Then the serpents killed Jason Blossom. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had a theory that just spewed out of me. You can you can keep talking about the episode. I honestly am just wondering where his sister is. <laughs> If she's in school, if she lives with his mom, where his mom is, this has added more wrinkles to my knowledge of Jughead. It's not cleared much up for me. She's in the group home with Polly. With the mom or the sister? Both. So that sounds ridiculous. It's too convenient, isn't it? It's too convenient. Did you you guys hear that? That sound of the dog licking John's face. So, <laughs> Betty and Veronica uh, start breaking down the mystery of Geraldine Grungy, Grundy to Archie, which, my God, how is this happening in episode four? <laughs> kind of amazing. Really flimsy story Geraldine put together here because there was a Geraldine Grundy. Dun, dun, dun! Old ass lady. She looks-, looks like Aunt May from the original Spider-Man movies. Uh, I was thinking more just uh, Geraldine Grundy from the comics. Yeah, but, like, you don't know anything about the comics. I googled it. She wears polka dots a lot in the comics, and so does the uh, the dead woman. <laughs> so there's that, too. Uh, yeah, she died seven years ago. So, let's be clear. This woman was very, very old. And when our Miss Gretty came into town, she was like, yes, I'll pick the name that belongs to the oldest person that's ever lived. Geraldine... Grundy. I'll pick the grossest name Somehow, ever. I will make that name work for me as a sexy <laughs> young woman. Well, she she definitely trying to hide how sexy and young she is. Because when she's at school, she's wearing the... She's got her hair tied yeah. back. She's got the, the giant windshields on her face. Right. And then when she's, like, off hours, she's in, like, sexy denim shorts. Mm-hmm. Cutoffs, if you will. And, like, Lolita will sunglasses. I? Really into those Lolita sunglasses. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, because it's, it's a cloudy day out at the end of the episode. Why is she putting those on? Because she's like, this is my sexual predator sunglasses. <laughs> like, that's literally what I think of when I think of her glasses. And I also own them. I just want to clarify this. I have a pair of those heart-shaped Are glasses. those your sexual predator sunglasses? No, I'm a classy woman. <laughs> nor am I a teacher. <laughs> you don't have to be a teacher to be a sexual Whatever. predator. Also, I got them for free, so it doesn't even count. She definitely purchased those. She definitely saw them on Etsy and bought them. <laughs> and she was like, yes, these this the, is what the kids are into. These are the perfect sunglasses to ogle young boys with. Exactly. And she, like, but tips she's not mouth. like subtle. Yeah, she always puts them down so that the boys <laughs> know that she's giving them a look. 
I want like if you want to be subtle about this, you keep the shades on so that you can't they can't see your eyes through them. That's what creepy guys do all the time. Exactly. She's a creepy guy and Archie's a sexy <gasps> girl next door. Oh my god. Archie the sexy lamp next door. I'm obsessed with it. Guys, we've cracked Riverdale. Oh Look my at god. Churning gender roles on its head. <laughs> Archie tells the girls to stop. He is with Rodney. Uh, oh, you just opened your mouth. I did. I did too. Stella did too. Stella. <laughs> yeah. She looked adorable when she did it. She did. So cute. So he says that he's not in any danger with being with Geraldine Grundy, even though like. she is a very suspicious woman who could very well be a murderer. The murderer. But anyway, Archie tells the girls that if you're really my friend, you'll let this go. Which is the line that the uh, girl in the abusive relationship always uses. Exactly. Look at Archie. Oh, and then I just have a note here that just says, and not a class was attended that day. Because <laughs> we cut to nighttime. And though we had Jughead in school, none of these kids went to classes in this episode. They didn't have they didn't have the money for that. It's a lot of extras. <laughs> uh, Archie and Grundy have a cute date at her house. Yeah, what, did she have like a movie theater in her basement? He put together a projector in her room. He's like, sorry, we can't go to the real drive-in. Because that this would is, be weird. This, this is, is cute normal. too. Yeah, because all of her dates have to be inside a between behind locked doors and with the windows covered up. And also, wasn't Archie grounded? Or am I wrong about this? Hey, yeah, wait a second. How long was, was Fred grounding him for? Three weeks. Three weeks. It's been a week. Um, yeah. Less. Less than a week, like five uh, days. Archie, stop seeing out of your fucking house all the time. Your dad cares about you and wants to be safe. This is probably why the Coopers don't like you. <laughs> as they say as much. So, he asks about Geraldine's life. And she has a much better story here. Almost like she's had time to practice it. Interesting. About how she went to Juilliard, but she wasn't as talented as she thought she was. So she decided to be a school teacher and wound up here. Sometimes dreams are just dreams. In bed with him. Sometimes you get to bag the hottest sophomore in high school. In the world. In the world. Uh, See, not all dreams are just dreams. And then, yeah, it's like, he's just like, so where does this end? She's like, I have no idea. But it's pretty nice where we are right now. She's As like, in, I'm really just using you for Yeah, I just, don't make me talk about it, don't make me think about it. I'm in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. The fun stuff is happening outside. Betty and Veronica are breaking into Geraldine's car. Uh... By the way, Betty has so many hidden sides. I love she it. She knows how to break into cars. Well, she, she knows how to uh, interrogate people. Pretty cute, right? <laughs> Super cute. <laughs> they find a hidden box in the car, which... Hey, Geraldine, why is this in your car? Hmm, I don't know. Like, why would you store shit in your car that you could easily store in your home? Unless she needs, like... Now, if they found, like, a bug-out bag in there, too, uh, like, like in case she needs to run out of town, but... Well, she does have something else in there. Uh, fake ID, or rather, the real a real ID. ID for 
Jennifer Gibson. A name that works for her, actually. I kind of want to find out if Jennifer Gibson is a character from the comics, though. Oh, like some shady teacher who molests her students, maybe, for example? Can you imagine if they do that story? They're like, oh, this is, yeah. hmm." Well, apparently, RJ Comics is very progressive. I I was just thinking um, that there's the, I I think I mentioned this before, there is a uh, issue of Archie. Where the Punisher comes to town. The Punisher from Marvel Comics, the dude with the skull on his shirt. Really weird, but He kills okay. people. I think uh, he and uh, Geraldine Grundy actually have, like, a moment together and stuff. That makes sense. Okay, all of the stuff I could find for Jennifer Gibson, Archie just talks about the show. So, I'm not sure if there was a Jennifer Gibson in the comics. Probably not. Um, which is fine. That's fine. I, I kind of like it. I'm, it's I'm nice okay fresh. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, there's a gun. Oh, right. Yeah, the gun. Right, right. That that small thing. Um, oh my god, Jason! He was shot. Remember that? <gasps> How many guns are there going around this town? Apparently, what if it's just one gun that just gets passed like character to character? What is this like a? What is was this a soap opera? Maybe it's Clue. <laughs> it was Grundy at the river with the gun. <laughs> I keep thinking about how, like, I got friends from the Midwest and from out here who are around guns all the time. And it's like cash. And Riverdale is in, like, this magical little town where it's like, why would anyone have a gun around here? <laughs> Ever. They they could only have nefarious needs of this. To be fair, it is, like, kind of a nefarious-looking gun. Like, it's not like a rifle. It's like a little, like, uh, like 1930s, someone should have, like, the shades from the blinds. Like, over their face and be pointing it at someone in a doorway. Very film noir gun. <laughs> I have a very specific idea about what this gun is used for. I think the line reading of the night is Archie's when he comes home to see the girls out front. And he just goes, oh, God. <laughs> like, he, he knows what's about to happen here. What did you do like, hey, buddy. So we found an ID and a gun in your girlfriend's car. And he's like, wait, then who is she? And then Veronica has an also a great line, which is, some sketch queen named Jennifer Gibson. Obsessed with it. Uh, so they think Grundy could be involved in Jason's murder. Hey, do you think Grundy could be involved in Jason's murder? Not at all. No? No. Do you buy her story from this episode? Not at all. But, okay, I have feelings about this. I kind of feel that it could just be what it is, in which case... They did a nice, they did like a, a terrible job at, or they did a nice job at covering their like creepiness with the, with her like other choices earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. But I kind of hope that her like abuse story is kind of bullshit in a way. Because as much as I hate like, oh, like women are lying about abuse, like I don't like that either. But it would kind of like be a nice little twist, like, oh, like actually like the woman like, preying on a teenager is a predator. Like, that's it. Like, she's not some innocent person who just got mixed up in the wrong things. Like, she's an adult and she made bad decisions. And she is not a good person. So, honestly, I hope that it's not true, but I don't know if the show is going to go that route. It doesn't seem like we should believe her. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, Jughead goes to Fred about the drive-in. That's right, because earlier he learned that Andrew's construction has a contract to tear it down. Ooh, drama. Yeah. 
So he wants to, um, I think he wants to, what, delay so that you can find out who the new buyers are and convince them not to tear it down. Because of his feelings. Because of his feelings. Also, how much is at a drive-in? I was thinking about this. Like, what? There's no. There's not a it's all. Re- it's all repertory screen. Oh, like to tear down. Right. It's like, mainly the um the the um sorry the concession stand and the projector booth. And I guess and like, the screen itself. And I guess the idea that you know if you tear those things down, you're going to build something else on the land. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. But I was like, what is... What I is have it? feelings on that, but we'll get about that in the rumor mill. Okay. That's right. I have thoughts. Wow. Yeah. Thoughts? Write it down in the baby book. First, John's first uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory. Oh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so, Fred Andrews says this would mean more jobs. You say this is a, uh, this is a real um, allegorical moment about the Keystone <laughs> Pipeline. Create temporary jobs, Fred. Nothing long-lasting. You know that. I don't feel like that's what that was. That's clearly... I mean, they, they timed it so perfectly. Uh, Jughead calls Fred out for firing his dad. Fred's like, your dad was stealing shit. So, I feel justified. Yeah. Which also, like, really should have my signal that we were going to learn about Jughead's dad this episode. Because I was like, that came out of nowhere. What's up with Jughead's dad? I, I Props to Jughead for like not being a total dick to Archie and his family for that whole mess. Well, I think he kind of knows what his dad is. Is Yeah. His dad is Billy Loomis. Oh my god, I was going to get there. <gasps> Jesus. You were? Yeah. Okay. My note said, oh my god, <laughs> that's Skeet Ulrich. Oh, did you not realize that? Not at the first scene. I actually didn't realize it either. Yeah. I don't know why I'm giving you shade for that. Yeah. That's <laughs> Billy Loomis from Scream. By the way, there's this great podcast you should listen to. It's called Do You Like Scary Podcasts? Yes, this is our cross-promotion moment. You can hear about the first time that Kate learned that there's both an actor named Skeet Ulrich and an actor named Scoot McNary. That's hilarious. It's so weird. And if those two don't star together in something at some point in my life, I'm going to be a little bit upset. Yeah. Skeet Skeet and Scoot take Manhattan. I'd watch it. So... Hermione goes to the mayor's office to drop off her bag of money. Casual. Big old bag of money. She's buying the drive-in. Mystery solved. Also, I I like Hermione a lot less when she's buying the (laughs) drive-in than I did last episode when she was not buying the drive-in. The women seem like they're super colluding on something. Also, Hermione looks just amazing. And everything? All the time. Both in a waitress uniform and... Whatever dress she had on in this. Yeah, Hermione's perfect. I should look up where she's from other than the show because... Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. No, she was in Teen Wolf. That. Okay, cool. She was an evil mom in Teen Wolf. It doesn't look like she... She, she might tried to kill one of the best characters on the show. Styles. No. It's one of Tyler the girls. Tyler Posey's character. One of the girls. Clary. Mm. <laughs> this is Shadowhunters, right? <laughs> but is it the... Re- Lila? No. The one played by the girl who looks like Rooney Mara? No. Tara? No. Sarah Tara? No. I'm just going to see how far this goes. <laughs> Crystal? No. Crystal Reed? No. Crystal Reed's character? No. Lexi? No. Uh... 
Jennifer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch Teen <laughs> But I know Chris Reed was on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Tyler For Posey. the first three seasons. Yeah, and then she died, and then she came back, right? Like, for a minute, and then no, she died. No, 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 no. She never came back. They did a flashback episode where she played her own ancestor. Yes! And supported a fake French accent the entire time. This show was amazing and so dumb. I love it already. So Wait, what was the girl's name? Who, the, her, the evil mom tried to kill? Oh, that guy's cute. Malia. Malia. I was never gonna guess Malia. Of course you weren't, because you were using the, the whitest, whitest names. names. You possibly could. It's on MTV. What was I supposed to do? Not pick the whitest. The names. lead is played by a Hispanic kid. So Tyler Posey. Yeah. Tyler Posey is Hispanic. Yes. Really? Yes. Who thought... plays his mom is Native American too. Like they're. You're right. MTV is woke. <laughs> so Archie confronts Miss Grundy. You can keep everything past the white names. <laughs> everything before the white names. Go on. Archie asks Miss Grundy. Uh, who she really is. So, Miss Grady tells this whole story about how she was in an abusive marriage. Which already should indicate that she is too old for you, but whatever, Archie. I mean, if she's supposed to be in her early 20s, it's already very early to have had a marriage and an abusive one at that. Well, like, let's say that she was 21 when she got married, and this was like, I don't know, five years ago? Like, it just doesn't seem like it was a short time ago. Hmm. She ran away and changed her name and wound up in Riverdale. Now, if this is true, that's a sad story, but if this is untrue, that is super inappropriate (laughs) of her to co-opt a real struggle that many uh, women actually go through. Wait, Grundy's not a good person? Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm feeling this is... Oh, no, it's not worse than taking advantage of a young boy. But No, uh, th- but they're both bad things. Add it, add it to the fucking list. So I guess we don't know about this husband. Got my eye on you, yet, Geraldine Grundy. If yeah, that is your real name, which we it's know it's not. Because your name's some sketch named Jennifer Goodwin. Gibson. Yeah. Like the guitar, right? Like the guitar? Some sketch queen named Jennifer Gibson. She's my sketch queen. Uh, and that is the end of Act 3, which is when we get to the commercial, which has Betty's CoverGirl ad. I keep missing got another one of these. Because I watch them on iTunes. Uh, it's talking about how simplicity is everything. Basically, Betty's whole makeup scheme is that's supposed to look like she's not wearing any makeup. Okay. But as you're watching this ad, there are like 18 hands putting different amounts <laughs> of stuff on her face. And I'm like, Jesus. No... No, this is so much to look like you're not wearing any makeup. Yeah, what, does Betty look like a troll before makeup? Like, no, what, I don't She understand. looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think they let her put her hair down in the ad, though, which I'm like, wow. oh, yeah, she looks really nice when she puts her hair down. She looks really nice Which is rare. I mean, Betty is a ponytail girl. Yeah. I mean, she's very pretty. Lila Reinhardt, I think, is her name. And she is very pretty. Yeah. You should... You should really be checking out these CoverGirl ads, though. Yeah, can they I just, like, watch them online? Grab your alley. I don't know. Probably. I might Google it. Google them. Then we get a scene with Kevin and his dad. Turns out Kevin and his dad have a pretty good relationship. Yeah, Kevin is chill. Really chill. Yeah, Sheriff Keller's just like, hey, isn't there a nice boy for you to date? Nice out gay kid? And Kevin's like, 
No, it's just me. Aw. You know what I noticed about this interaction versus the pilot script, which you guys can all watch online? Um, not watch online. You can't watch online. You can read it online. Um, it's now on the Google TV writing page. I think in, when Kevin's introducing like his relationship with his dad um, in the pilot, he's like, yeah, my dad called me, like, insert, like, F-bomb here or whatever. And that is not at all how the dad is reacting <laughs> to Kevin's sexuality. He's basically like, don't hook up with serial killers on Grinder, <laughs> but like everything else is fair game. These are the basics. Uh, the Coopers come over to the Andrews house, trying to ask Fred, "Hey, Fred, can you just uh, can you just keep Archie and Betty apart forever? Can you do <laughs> I, that one for us?" I can't figure out really why the Coopers don't like Archie. Why like, they and they're so fixated on him, right? Like I kind of understand the not wanting Betty to be around boys because of the Polly Jason thing, especially because like Archie does look like him or whatever. Yeah, but Archie but Andrews like, acts literally nothing. Well, actually, not literally. Well, not. Uh, yeah, he does. He does a lot football. of similar shit, um, and probably has oh, with the same teacher. Did Jason Blossom write terrible music too? No, <laughs> we don't know if it's bad. We've never <laughs> heard it. Paintings on her skin, John. Paintings on her skin. <laughs> well, Fred's all like, nah, I'm not going to tell my son not to do that. Alice is like, we see him sneaking out all the time. And Fred Fred really should be thinking like, what? I have him grounded. But instead, it's just like, uh, that's fine. I have a good son. Oh. Didn't you remember what you were doing as a teenager, Luke Perry? You were sneaking out. You were cheating on Brenda with Kelly. You gotta keep that kid on a tight leash. This is why you think of these super white names, because you're watching those kinds of shows. Beverly Hills Science when I was very progressive for its time, I think. I don't know. I wasn't alive. <laughs> I watched it on SoapNet when SoapNet was a thing. SoapNet was great. Just, I miss... What the hell is SoapNet? Exactly. It was one of those, like, cable networks that you would watch at the gym, and they would always play One Tree Hill reruns, so I would, like, go to the gym to watch One Tree Hill and Beverly Hills Science when oh. And then they got rid of SoapNet forever. Is Beverly Hills 90210 streaming anywhere? Is it streaming anywhere? 90210, like, the CW show? No, the original. The original? That's a good question. I would try Hulu. Oh, my God. You know what's really weird? I just noticed this. So, they did a 90210 um, on the CW, right? And... They had Kelly and Brenda, like the characters, um, what's her face? The same actors, right? The same, yeah. Shannon Doherty and... Um, no, Shannon Doherty's not busy these days. Oh, that was mean. What's her name? Oh my god, she's great. Jenny Garth. And also Tori Spelling was on there. So they had the three of them. And they talked about Dylan for like ever on the show. Like Dylan was still like a plot point, but Luke Perry never showed up. And lo and behold, Riverdale comes along and he's like, what? Yep. Gonna do this. But you couldn't have taken the time to make a cameo on 90210 when you were, like, the baby daddy of Kelly's son. Like, really? Luke Perry? Really? I bet you were asked. Why didn't you do that for me? Also, I, I really shipped uh, Brenda and Dylan. Actually, mm, anyway, I'm sorry. Tangent over. This interlude brought to you by SoapNet. <laughs> SoapNet was great. <laughs> So, Archie tells Betty what he learned about Miss Grundy. Uh, but she makes a really good point. Which is like, you realize this relationship is cutting you off from everyone you care about, right? Yeah, and it's not just because I'm secretly in love with you still. 
He says he'll deal with it. Hermione has a weird little moment with Smithers. She Smithers. is like, I'm going to, I'm going with Fred to the drive-in. All the pieces are in place. Mm. It's important he's there so I don't look like some lonely old crow. And he's like, you're not a lonely old crow. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking not, Smithers. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's like, okay, Hermione. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. So, like, Hermione's got plans. Yeah, so Hermione's not quite as uh, too good for this world as I thought she was, but she's still kind of cool. She's like, cool mama. Like, in the know mama. Good hair mama. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would at least agree with that last part. Yes. Speaking of the opposite of those kinds of cool mamas, Alice <laughs> is uh, putting stuff away in bedroom when she finds the gun, which, Betty... Why? Why did you steal the gun? Yeah, I You just lost your moral fucking high ground. Why did you bring <laughs> that home? Why would you leave it in a place where Alice can find it? Yeah, there's a lot of this-is-just-a-plot-device moments... In this particular scene. But you know what? She's also a teenager and is stupid. Like, she's not stupid for a teenager, but she is stupid because she's a teenager. Oh, Betty. Betty, I'm so disappointed in you right now. And you come home and you're all surprised when Alice confronts you and is like, I found a gun! <laughs> yeah, ah! like the least she could do. Mom, honestly. I can explain. Can you explain? She starts dragging Betty away. You make her sound like such a dragon. I love it. Like, calm, the dragon. Literally every line enough. she has is snapping at someone. I love that. She's great. She, mm, she needs to get slapped a few more times. Ooh. Drama. I would never wish that on a real human being. Only I fictional know. characters. Let me make that very clear. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, in Act 5, everyone's at the drive-in. Woo! Where Jug is running the projector. Because it's his job, so, apparently. Here's what I understand about Cheryl. Cheryl's got her basics. Then why is it, when she gets to the drive-in, she's alone. She immediately crawls into the same truck as Kevin and Veronica. Like, are they your best friends now? Yeah, they're her best friends. She treats her best friends like shit. That's how good of friends they are. All the things she's doing to Veronica, it's just like casual friendship play. It's all just like Joshin. Like, calling her mom, like, the working poor. You know, just, like, insulting her to her face, slut-shaming her. It's all just, like, you know, girls just do that. I'm kidding. Girls don't do that. <laughs> and if you have a friend who does that, you are with the wrong <laughs> friend. Probably stop being friends with her. Stop being friends with her. You have a Regina George in sheep's clothing. A Regina George in... Okay. That's a Katy Perry quote. It is? Yeah, it's from her Twitter. She insulted Taylor Swift by calling her a Regina George in sheep's clothing. Have we talked about this? Did you read the BuzzFeed article? Yes, that it was, was great. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it, but I did read it. That was like a really well-researched and nuanced article about how Taylor Swift uh, has used victimization as the crush to build her entire career off of. It's kind of great. It's a really good read. It is. It's uh, a great read. Check it out on BuzzFeed. Yeah. It's definitely. like an... Uh, yeah. This is good. Good stuff. Not right, Stella. Yeah, and I like Taylor Swift a lot, but it is a very interesting read. Right, Stella? Stella? You can still enjoy her music. It's still okay. It's still great. Uh, Hermione and Fred reminisce in their car, because that's what old people dates look like on channels like the CW and MTV. I thought they didn't like each other. That's yeah. Fine. She has to go uh, powder her nose, which Who always makes that? me... Which, no one's ever done that for real, right? It always makes me think of the uh, Parks and Rec joke, where Joan Calamazzo... 
I tells Tom Tom Haverford's like I'm gonna go powder my nose among other things, and then Adam Scott's just like, is she gonna go powder her vagina? Ew, Ew. that's funny. Parks and Recreation was the best. Did you ever watch that show? I watched a few episodes of it, or a few like probably like a season or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't. It wasn't like a a hook for me. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure if I like started watching it from the beginning, I would like it. Mm-hmm. No, actually, you probably shouldn't start from the beginning. You might want to just jump into the start of season two. Okay, no, yeah. that's good advice. Season one isn't all bad. It's just not there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Adam Scott's not in it, right? He's not even in season two until like the last two or three episodes. I physically bumped into him once. <laughs> I was in a bathroom with his with him once. I was we washing my hands. Him. I was washing my hands, and I looked over to my left. It's like, oh, that's Adam Scott. This is Adam Scott. He was a very good dresser. I mean, he's got a pretty good stylist. Yeah. So oh, Alice uh, bangs on the car after Fred's left in there alone, and so uh, funny. Tells so him to funny. come with her. He's like, no. She's like, it's about the kids. And he's like, well, okay, then I have to come. And. I wasn't really sure where she was taking him at this point, but it turns out she was going to walk him all the way over to the fucking high school from here. <laughs> well, maybe she had a car. I don't know. They didn't make but these clear. things aren't near. So what, did he get in the car and found, like, Betty in the backseat and be like, she's been making me come, too. Yeah. I don't know what the plan is here. Yeah, no, definitely. That is absolutely what happened. So, let's have to so the serpents are all there. They're being incredibly difficult. They're just being, like, rowdy. Yeah. I mean, they're having a good time. The Everyone only, enjoys movies in their own way, you know? The only fight I ever got into um, was at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like, only fight in my entire life. I was, like, 16. I was at a movie theater, and these bitches in the front row were not being nice, and they were talking over Dear John, and I got into a little, like, oh, dear John. verbal battle. Yes. I got into okay. like, a verbal thing. And then it, it ended there, and then after the movie, I was walking down the stairs, and she pulled my hair and ran away. Isn't that the most childish thing in the entire world? Yeah, that's about as childish as it gets. Yeah, it was really mean. I Maybe she's trying to say she likes you. That's what young boys do. To... I don't think, like, 19-year-olds do that. I was just a child. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> Please go on. So Kevin shushes the serpents, um, and they're like, Like, they're not listening to him. Uh, I know what it's like, Kevin. I know. <laughs> so Veronica stands up and threatens them. Because she's Veronica, it works. And, like, the whole place cheers. Which I just want one person to be like, well, now you're ruining the movie. <laughs> and then it just, like, continues on. <laughs> yeah. And then they're all arguing with each other. Uh, Veronica passes the uh, the popcorn bucket to Cheryl. She's like, how about a refill? And she just throws it at Kevin. Like, yeah, Kevin, how about a refill? Also, a cherry Coke for me. Of course you drink fucking cherry coke, I bet Cheryl. She doesn't even like what is your expression? Coke. What is your obsession with goddamn cherries? Because her hair is cherry. Tell me a cherry bomb, cherry bombshell, or show a bombshell. Yeah, that's also from the script, the, the pilot script, right? Cherry bombshell. Yeah. Sure, I think Cheryl bombshell is what she says. Yeah. Either way, these kids aren't using Twitter. No. Uh, Veronica also sees her mom go to her sketchy meeting. She does the appropriately sketchy look in both directions, but not see <laughs> the actual person looking at her. Uh, so Kevin goes to the um, vendor, thinking real well about his loneliness. 
get a bunch of snacks. I think I really like the innuendo bit where he's just like, can I get a hot dog? We're out of hot dogs. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, and then when he turns around, a wild south side serpent has appeared. Like, that's funny. Very threateningly. I didn't enjoy that. Except it's not threatening me at well, all. Yeah, but, 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 but. It's sexily. <laughs> Sorry, okay? But it is. <laughs> it's the two sides of the same coin. So Hermione doesn't have have enough money for... Here's what I wrote. Holy crap, Skeet Ulrich. But we already did that bit. I didn't mean to spoil it Earlier. for those No, reasons. no, it's fine. It's fine. For the yeah. viewers who have already That's seen the Ulrich. episode. Also, if you've never watched Scream before, yeah, he's the killer. So, oh, listen, should we have spoiled No, it's Scream. It's way past the statute limitations on uh, on spoilers. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Oh my god, what? 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 Did you see Split? Snape, ah, I won't say I anything. I actually haven't seen Split. I won't, but I'll threaten you with the ending. Snape kills Dumbledore. Okay, I didn't see that one. Bullshit. <laughs> Darth Vader is Luke's father. Archie gives Miss Grundy a thank you bow for her. <laughs> for it's her, so dumb. Why? It's so dumb. For her, uh, for, for having sex with him. That's why he gets her a bow. Thank you for, this is for having sex with me. You can keep that. <laughs> I was told that in, uh, in all religions... Presenting someone with, like, a musical instrument was a way to break up with someone. And it's an expensive one. He had to sell one of his guitars, which, Archie, you have multiple guitars. You could barely sing! Like, I don't understand! So, so, just, the thing I don't understand is, Archie just figured out that he had any musical talent at all. Yep. Yet he has multiple guitars? Yep. Okay. He knows, finally... They have to end their lessons, which is their sexcapades. Sexcapades. Uh, <laughs> sex also, like weirdly, I feel like this whole episode, their relationship felt much more genuine than it has in the past. Yeah, because uh, they're not just, like, having sex on the piano. Like, well, I also, like... this is the first time they weren't, like, super stressed out about being caught or anything like that. Right, caught. Ironically. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Because they do get caught. Literally moments later, when Alice barges in with Betty and Fred, how did she know they would be there? Mm, that's not important. Uh, but she found out everything in Betty's diary. Betty writes everything in her diary. Dear diary. Which means she, it's probably one of those diaries you should keep locked. Yeah, especially when you have a crazy kind mom. Kind of the key in it. But anyway. Alice seems like the kind of mom who removes the locks from her, from her teenage kids' rooms so that they can't keep her out. There's a lot of things that I think Alice does that are creepy. That's probably a good point. So, meanwhile, it starts by looking like Kevin's being mugged by the serpent. It does look like that, right? Yeah, I thought that's that purposely done, but instead when you get over there, realize, no, they're just making out. Yay! Kevin got some. Boy's name is Joaquin. I love that. That his name's Joaquin. It reminds me of like Joaquin Phoenix, ergo like River Phoenix, like Bad Boy, like Joaquin Phoenix movie. and River Phoenix aren't actually connected in any way. Yes, they are. They oh. brothers and they're brothers. Are they? Let's Google that. But I'm like ninety five percent sure that's a fact. Well, do you want to Google it? Yeah. Can I? Yeah. They're definitely brothers, and that's not something I made up. They don't even look similar. Okay. Well, one of them is dead. 
doesn't mean they look similar. How do you spell Joaquin? Let's write it down. Uh, Joaquin. Brother. He was also in Brother Bear. Oh, River Phoenix. And also, they don't look that unalike. I mean, he was... Wow, River Phoenix was a looker. So, are walking Phoenix There is a Leaf Phoenix. Phoenix. You're not what? answering my question. Sorry, what was the question? Are walking Phoenix and River Phoenix related? Yeah, they're brothers. Okay. Huh. How you did not know that is beyond me. Did you know James Dean had three movies before he died? What? Why are you trying to pick this fight right now? <laughs> I don't know. What do you... You're... You're not going to find the higher ground here. I've I've already established a house on the higher ground. <laughs> the foundation is being poured. We're moving in soon. Right, Stella? You know what that's like. So, when Kevin introduces himself to Joaquin, Joaquin's like, <gasps> Keller. Like the sheriff. Kevin's like, will that be a problem? And then he like shows off his like sick serpent tattoo and he's like, will this be a problem? And I'm just like, drama! Oh my god, they're like <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. But seriously, drama. Drama. Can't, can't be good. They, he was never going to get in a relationship who, with anyone who wasn't going to get on his dad's shit side. Since they decided to make him and his dad cool, then the relationship had to be the, the part that adds the drama to their relationship. Right. Which I'm kind of happy about because it would have been so boring to be like, my dad doesn't accept me for being gay, even though it's 2017. It's a tired trope yeah. even though it's a real problem that happens in many parts of the world oh it absolutely is it's just we've seen it on teen dramas it's not that it doesn't happen it's just i don't know like there's, there's not really many happy ways for that story to end up right like it, it's i feel like is it really adding to the conversation like we definitely needed that on tv but like at this point it's like i, I don't know i personally would want to see like parents being more chill Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? 100% there's an episode in this show, in this show's future, where Joaquin does a bad thing, and uh, Kevin has to get between his dad and Joaquin, try to prove that Joaquin didn't do it, and then at the end they find out that Joaquin really did do it. That happens on every teen drama. Yep. Aww. So, Alice wants to take the whole Geraldine Archie thing to Sheriff Keller, and you know what? She's right. Yeah, well, I think that they keep making the argument on the show amongst the children that somehow Archie will get in trouble for this. Yeah. Which he won't. No. No, he He'll won't. He'll be fine. Especially because they don't really explicitly say this, but how old could they be? 15 or 16? Or she's 16, I think. Yeah, like, I don't think you're going to get in trouble for this. I think that you're going to you're gonna be the victim here. Mm-hmm. You're, either nothing is going to happen to either of you or she is going to get in trouble. But it's not going to come back to you. I'm not really sure why they insist upon that. They, like, end the argument of why she's doing this. And she tells Betty that she's doing this because she wants to see the kind of person Archie really is. And, you know, up until this moment, Fred was kind of on Alice's side. And then as soon as he finds out that she just has a vendetta against his son, suddenly decides to be real quiet for the rest of the conversation and not really pick a side at all. Which fascinates me uh, from, like, well, every perspective. I don't know if, like, they chose to just lose track of him or what they had going on here in the writing side of things, but... It was definitely like, more about I think, Betty. I think, really, he's kind of thrown to a complex position right there, so he kind of defaults to protect my son. Yeah. So, I mean, but he's a minor, so he couldn't even be called out in the press or anything like that. So I think, even if Grundy got in trouble, 
Well, it's a small town. People would have found yeah, out. People anyway. would have totally yeah. found out. People are still going to find out. Uh, Archie just wants to protect Betty and Miss Grundy because that's who he is. Just it's Archie arching along here. Arching along. Yeah, <laughs> that's a spinoff series. <laughs> Arching on out of here. <laughs> yeah, arching on out of here doesn't last a season. Betty, uh, Betty threatens her mother to tell everyone that, yo, she snapped. Like Paula. Smart. She's a crazy person. I don't know. I don't think I feel comfortable putting myself on the line like that. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It kind of rings a little too close to home because Betty is going to Betty snap. actually does have that likelihood in yes, the future. absolutely. If Polly's even a real person and not just Betty's other person. Right. It seems like at this point we need to see her for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grundy, Geraldine, offers to quit. And that'll solve everything. Well, you know what? It kind of will solve a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Alice and Fred agree that Grundy does have to leave town. And she says she'll be gone by morning. So she was always ready to uh, bug out in case of emergency, so, it don't seems. worry. I got a suitcase. <laughs> I'll have my box ready to go. Betty's like, ooh, actually. Ah, <laughs> oh, here's your gun. And your ID. Thanks. So, when Sheriff and Kevin Keller get home later that night, they find their house broken into. What? Ransacked. And Sheriff Keller's murder board, which he was using earlier, has been destroyed. I really want to know if those murder boards are the only, like, evidence that they have like does it all go on the board do they not have files do they not put them on a computer like i don't really get it uh maybe the bigger deal is that someone saw it so they maybe. know where the investigation's at even if there is a copy of it and destroying it is just like a minor setback but it feels good to do to someone you don't like true this is the second show we've covered over a podcast that has, that murder, has boards. murder boards if famous in love has one which it won't but if it does it could I feel like we should we should we should gift ourselves with something. Um, how about we buy a murder board? We buy a cork board. I want it. <laughs> we make a fake murder. Oh my god, we could just that'd be so good. <sighs> we should do like a what's the like a murder mystery party? <gasps> oh my god, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Can it be at your house because your house is bigger? My house is bigger. Yeah. No, we should totally do that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we should write one. We'll be so. Oh my god, yes, that's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. John, the wheels are spinning. Well, we got to finish writing the other thing that we're working on. Right. Yeah. And also, like, this podcast, like, right now. Yes. Okay, cool. We'll do that first. But we should do that at some point. <laughs> uh, Veronica confronts Hermione about Skeet Ulrich. Uh, I don't... I'm Listen, I'm never going to learn his name. name. He's just going to be Skeet. Can we call him Billy? No. Billy Skeet? I'm just going to call... I'm calling him Skeet, damn it. Fine, whatever. Just betray the Scream franchise. I don't call the characters in the Scream franchise by their names. There is Billy Loomis and Dylan McKay. No, 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 no. I mean, the show that we do. Why would I start, like, remembering a character's name from Scream now? So, Hiram, Hiram Lodge, used the Southside Serpents, paid them for years to devalue the drive-in so the Lodge could purchase it. How much could this drive-in possibly have cost? Not much at this point. Yeah, but like how much could it have ever cost? When they were rich, why didn't they just buy it then? I think if it weren't devalued, it would have been a historical landmark, which meant you couldn't have bought it. I guess. It just seems like a really long game. So, yeah, Hiram, and she basically breaks it down to like, Hiram has done some shady business, provide you with your lifestyle. 
which I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna talk about Batman now. I'm sorry, this is gonna happen. Uh, there is a video game out called uh, Batman from a company called Telltale Games. They're very good at doing story-based games, and this is the most original Batman story I've ever seen, where it turns out that uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne were actually shady, corrupt billionaires. No! So Bruce is already Batman when he finds this out, and then you you have to make Batman's decisions from that point Knowing that your whole reason for existing is built on lies. Well, to be fair, I mean... Your parents were criminals. It seemed very hard for anyone to make money in Gotham, so why would the but, place like, be so rich? The whole, the whole breakdown is that all these mega-rich people are up to something shady. Yeah. Like, you don't get that rich by being a good business person. And that comes back around here, where Veronica thought that her... That she stood by her father, Right. And she's done all these amazing things. But it turns out she's done those amazing things. She is this person she's become, this very intelligent and worldly person. Because her father father just... Sucked. Yeah, and, and like destroyed people to be successful. Which is not surprising, because again, how do you get that rich without stepping on the little guy? Exactly. Anyway. The little guy's name is Jughead Jones in this case. Aww. Uh, Fred and Archie, uh, well, Fred drives Archie home. Archie's all sad. So Fred brings him in for a big ol' Papa Bear hug. Aww. You know what? Uh, Luke Perry and KJ Abba have good chemistry. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Totally. They work here. Maybe that's why he didn't come back for 9201. Maybe he didn't have actually, maybe he didn't actually like those people he was working with. I don't know. I didn't hear a lot of drama between Luke Perry and other people. You hear more drama between Jenny Garth and Shannon Doherty, ironically. Like, they didn't mm. get along, but now they're friends. It's a whole thing. I should write a book one day about it. So Alice comes into uh, Betty's room and is just like, hey, don't you ever keep secrets from me. And uh, Betty's, Betty's like, just like, hey, hey bitch, um, I'm not Polly. He isn't Jason Blossom. Get it through your head. Stop controlling me. That line has been uttered in like every single episode too. It's like you would think. Yeah, but Alice is short term memory loss. Oh, right. Every morning she like starts over. It's like I'm a monster. <laughs> She's a true bear. She mark. doesn't get out of bed. She rises out of bed like 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 Dracula <laughs> from the crypt. Oh, but she's so beautiful. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I think she's so pretty. She's got eyes of a cat and a soul that is black as night. <laughs> Betty uh, Betty texts Archie an apology uh, for which she, she did not have to apologize for no. just to clarify but Archie the sexy lamp uh, he says it's okay it's alright I yeah, know you're no just shit. I know you're just looking out for me he's like yes fucker of course you weren't gonna hold this against her um, as Betty leaves town she's wearing her sexy outfit her sexual predator glasses, which she lowers a tiny bit to ogle some teenage boys walking by. Yeah, she literally ogles teenage boys again in the same outfit. In the same outfit. It's not even summer anymore. Did she have a Slurpee? I don't think so. God, if she only had a Slurpee. Slushy, whatever, if only. Uh, then my last two notes are just Jughead says goodbye to the drive-in, where he sleeps. Yeah, he lives there, basically, is yeah. what they're implying. And then, Skeet is his dad. 
Yeah, but he doesn't live with his dad, <laughs> no. which is confusing. Well, would you? Uh, no. But they seem to be, like, really comfortable with that. Right. As a like, father it's and weird. son. It's not like, when are you going to come home, son? It's like, oh, you found a new place to sleep. I don't have a house. Yeah. Jughead says he's going to figure it out. Hey, where do you think Jughead should sleep now? Where she, Should he live with? I think he should live with Archie. Yeah, and obviously. Fred. And he probably will just to condense and friend everything. Will, Fred will... Love that because he loves Jughead. He does love Jughead. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jug! I got takeout. Hey, for Jug- pops. Yeah, you want some pops? There's one burger, but we can all divide it in thirds. Which Jughead want. would be like, "No, I have to go. It's not <laughs> enough burger for me. Not enough." All right, so that's the end of the episode. So let's go into the uh, prom king and prom queen and chaperone. Okay, um, well... I think the prom queen is Betty this episode. I do, too. Yeah. As I say, we, we got a little change-up from Veronica. I think Betty really earned it on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. King is a little harder for me. It's not Archie. No. Is it Kevin? Kind of. I mean, he didn't... Kevin didn't really do anything for other people, if that's, like, how we're going to base it off of. That's true. I would say... Fred? Did Fred really do anything? Not really. It was only available to the teenagers, so our main options for this episode are Archie, Archie, um, Jughead, and Kevin. I'll give it to Jughead, I guess. Okay. Again? Again? Four weeks straight? Just because Kevin didn't really... I mean, I guess Jughead really didn't either. But we understand his struggle. Yeah. Jughead, because he has to sleep in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so chaperone. Like, I want to give it to Fred... I mean, or he wasn't great. We gave it to Hermione last time. I don't think. But Hermione, I don't think Hermione deserves no, it this time. Not at all. No, this, let's give it to Sheriff Keller. Oh yeah, totally yeah. cool. Sheriff for Keller for being supportive of his son. Yeah, and his sexual needs. I don't think that you're going to be very supportive of your son's new boyfriend, but no, that's okay. Which means I believe we're going to move into those. uh Ruma mail. No, no things teenagers don't say. Oh, things teenagers don't say. Yeah. Do do do. I, I mean, I put a jingle in there. Really? Did yeah. you not listen to the last episode? I listened to our Oliver podcast. Do you not listen to these? I usually do, but I was really busy. I'm sorry. I put a jingle in. I believe you. I'll go back and listen to it. So anyway, here we go. Uh, if I would have known Mama Lodge was working as a waitress at Pops, I never would have given Veronica a spot in the fixins. Here's the line. It's off-brand and sounds a false message of acceptance. That's hilarious, though. I don't care if you just From Cheryl in the diner. When Cheryl comes in and tries to discuss Hermione to Veronica, Veronica has this response. Your focus concern freaks of ulterior motive. What is it? Also, you may be a stock character from, the, from a 90s teen movie, but I'm not. Veronica to Cheryl. I also like that, too. It's like... She doesn't take no shit. That's it. That's wow. all I got for this episode. Good job, guys. Not a ton of non-teenagery things for people to say. So, let's move to the rumor mill. So you have an actual rumor mill theory. Let's start with yours, though. Oh, I actually um, don't really have one <laughs> this week. Because this episode almost <laughs> felt very standalone to me. But, I mean, maybe it's not, but... It didn't have anything to do with the murder. Right. Seems. Let's just say... I I don't think that Grundy did anything with Jason. I think that's just... Me too. Yeah. I Unless... 
they were going to extend this in some weird way, which I can't really see them doing. Like, oh, Grundy comes back, or like Grundy was secretly working with the serpents. Like, but they're not doing that. So, well, I feel like Grundy has to come back some point this season. Yeah, why? Because otherwise, the storyline has gone nowhere. I kind of think that's not going to go anywhere. But I could. Be I wrong. I mean, they got ten more episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like she'll be back. Maybe she'll be back in a way that's surprising. And maybe it does have to do with Jason. Yeah. I could see her... I could see them having a flashback episode where it's like, what happened to Jason Blossom? And you get, like, kind of the events in, like, sequential order. And you see maybe Jason was hooking up with Grundy or something. But it doesn't really have to do with... Like, maybe something will be revealed about Grundy, but it won't really... You think she's not going to come back in the present at all? It'll just be flashbacks. I kind of don't think there's a point for her. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. We find out that she was lying about where she about her backstory or anything like that. My rumor mill theory is mostly connected to the Hiram Lodge of it all. I'm getting into some conspiracy stuff, but the 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 amount of effort that went into devaluing the uh, the drive-in to buy that land does concern me. Is this land that valuable? Why does he want it so badly? Is he after something on the land? Is there some kind of conspiracy thing going on here? And is Jason's death related to that in any way? Like maybe there could be literal buried treasure on the land? Right. Buried bodies? Which would be, you know, that means solving Jason's murder opens up more mysteries for the show to continue with. I like that. And that (laughs) makes sense because otherwise, was he trying to make money off of the Riverdale land? Well, yeah, but also just... Because the Lodges are the only ones who you can say were not involved in death in any way because they were not in town. But I think Hiram Lodge and by extension Hermione and the business might be involved in some way. I like that. To the death of Jason Blossom, which somehow, some way, has something to do with needing this land desperately. It also would kind of make sense. Like, why did Hermione really come back to Riverdale? Was there nowhere else for her to go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And so maybe this episode isn't quite as standalone as it appears. Exactly. Or maybe it is. But this one is certainly outside the box of what we've seen in the last three episodes or so. Is that right, Stella? Do you have any final remarks on this episode? Her tail is wagging. That's just because she likes me. Yeah. She thinks Veronica did it. Mm-hmm. That's, she's that's hardcore. Good. She's not good at these. So. Stella, what, what team are you on? Team Veronica or Team Betty? Oh, she says Team Vegas. Team Vegas. Oh, she loves Vegas. Okay. Not enough Vegas in this episode. I did a little puppy. All right. I guess that's every one thing we have to say on this episode then. So where can they find you, John? Oh my God, me? You can find me on Twitter, at John Padden. You can also find me on my blog. The Catcher in the Rye, spelled W-R-Y. Great pun. Thank you. Thanks. You can find me at Riley Tweets, R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. And you can also find me at Stella the Mystery Pup on Instagram. That's at Stella the Mystery Pup. (laughs) She is our co-host. She is a mysterious, mysterious breed, and she deserves your love and attention. She gets my love and attention, that's for sure. Yes, she does. Whoa, what was that? I don't understand. Siri read is there is there a lot of he gets my love. <laughs> please, <laughs> tell me, please tell me. That the microphone picked that up. It's okay, Siri. Uh, on you're that drunk. note, 
both Caitlin, myself, Stella, and Siri would all like to wish you a lovely night, and we'll see you for Chapter 5. Over and out, River Vixens!